Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Indeed, a pleasure to be with you here on The Advertising Show. Ray Shillins, Brad Forsyth. The Advertising Show is being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. Another encore show for you today. From 2009, we had Pam Horan, who is the president of the Online Publishers Association, on the show. This is a great interview. This is stuff you need to know, and we're glad you've stopped by today. Pam was appointed president of the um, OPA in uh, 2006 after having served as VP of Marketing and membership for a couple of years. Prior to joining OPA, Pam worked at Xenio Systems, where she was vice president of marketing and oversaw the marketing and distribution partnerships with the digital magazine publication system. This is uh, good stuff. Glad to have you with the interview today and glad to have you here at the Advertising Show. Let's listen. Anyway, Pam, it's good to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Ray. Yeah, Pam, for those who may not be familiar with your organization, share with us a little about the OPA as well as, you know, what you do, who your members are, et cetera. The OPA is a trade association, and our members are the companies that are creating original content for the web. So newspaper companies like the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, USA Today, magazine companies like Time, Inc. and Forbes. Uh, We also have cable outlets like ESPN, MSNBC, um, uh, broadcasters like ABC and CBS, and then Pure Play. So those companies that are media companies that are only creating uh, assets for the web, and that would be including Edmunds.com and the Huffington Post. And our mission is really to support our members' business interests, and we do that by conducting research. We also host events, and then we also lobby on behalf of our members. Interesting. So uh, something in the news lately. What do you think about... Uh Seattle uh, PI going to online only. Do you see this as maybe a trend going forward for those newspapers that uh, won't be able to survive in their traditional sense? Well, I I think we will. I mean, I think that there are are going to be uh, some of the newspapers will find that the online platform will be uh, a very important platform for them. Um, And, you know, uh, I think that, uh, you know, there will be um, some that, that find that this is the way that they're going to have to go in order to be able to maintain their business. So how do you go about uh, recruiting members to the OPA? I mean, are there still, uh, do you have as many members as you were hoping for when you joined the organization three years ago? Are you still recruiting actively? Absolutely. We, we've grown about fourfold since I joined almost four years ago. And, um, you know, we find that there are more and more company, companies joining us. Last year we had two, 10 new members join us. Um, and this year alone we've had uh, two new members. So we continue to grow, and that's obviously very encouraging. I think companies recognize the value of what the OPA provides in terms of the research that we're developing. We do quite a bit of proprietary research um, on behalf of the members. That's done, you know, research that we do that are benchmark studies as well as just kind of general market trends, as well as being able to convene this very like-minded community for them to share best practices. So the good news is we are continuing to grow. Do you guys uh, work closely with other uh, trade organizations like the uh, Interactive Advertising Bureau? 
absolutely. So, so we work with the IAB. Um, we look at the areas that we do have common interests, and some of that is certainly around what's going on in D.C. in terms of the lobbying work. We also work with associations like the MPA and the NAA. So the MPA is the Magazine Publishers Association. The NAA is representing the Newspaper Association. And we are, obviously, we share common members, and where we do have a common interest, we look to work together. You know, you mentioned proprietary research. In a January press issue, the OPA showed that even in the sliding economic climate we're in, advertising effectiveness scores on quality original content sites, as represented by OPA members, were numerically higher than on the web in general. So why does this hold true among member sites versus others? Well, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a really good reference point for us. If you look at the Dynamic Logic uh, database, this is something that the agency community is using extensively to measure uh, brand and advertising effectiveness. And so our goal here was to try to understand a little bit about the value environment and what experiences advertising is having on the members of the OPA that I mentioned that are these original content sites versus other types of sites like portals and ad networks. And the thing that's very interesting is that at a time when marketers are looking to further measure their effectiveness, and especially when they're being challenged with their budgets, the good news is is that we were able to really demonstrate across the board for every metric from aided brand awareness to message association, brand favorability, and purchase intent, that the environment that the members of the OPA provides, we did a roll-up of all of our member sites, which are these original content sites, that we demonstrated the fact that you actually got a, a greater lift for all those key metrics than on portals, ad networks, and then the market norms, which is the industry average. So I think at a time when marketers are trying to really be very thoughtful about how they're spending their dollars, um, there was some exciting opportunities here for them to think about, you know, that, that there is this, this opportunity for this flight to quality uh, because at the end of the day, they're going to want to make sure that they're getting the best results for their investment. You know, we reach uh, members of the media here at the advertising show. Let's say someone's interested in learning more about that research. Can they see some of that at online-publishers.org? Exactly. If they go to our homepage, they'll see one of the top uh, items on our OPA alert section is this study, and uh, they can download the report. And uh, if they have any questions, there's a, there's a link there that they can certainly email us, and we'll be glad to provide them any additional information. Well, uh, final question this segment. You mentioned ad networks. What, where, what's the place for ad networks in today's advertising ecosystem? Well, you know, many of our members work with ad networks, and I think that, uh, you know, they are certainly a part of the ecosystem as you refer to it. But I think that one of the things that was very interesting coming out of the dynamic logic research is that at a time when, as I mentioned before, advertisers are trying to be very thoughtful about where they're spending their dollars, what was interesting was consistently across the board, as we looked at these key metrics, there was a downward movement uh, for the ad networks. And I think that this probably brings us back to, you know, an adage that, that our parents ta- taught us very, you know, when we were very young, which is, you know, you know, you get what you pay for. And I think that's one of the things that uh, is important as the marketer thinks about where their message is going, because they're the brand steward. They invest millions in dollars in the creation of their brands. And to simply let their brand appear anywhere, um, may, they may need to think twice about that, because there is this halo effect that exists. They want their brands to appear in the right place. A very special guest this weekend here in the advertising show, 
is Pam Horan, who is president of the Online Publishers Association, along with Rachel and Brad Forsyth. Back with more and Pam in just a minute. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is the Advertising Show. Glad you're back with us here at the Advertising Show with Rachel and Brad Forsyth and a very special guest out of uh, the San Francisco area. Pam Horan is the president of the Online Publishers Association. Pam, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Yeah, Ray and I are aware that your organization, Pam, has done considerable research uh, in the line of uh, online video of today's consumer. I'm curious if you could share with our listeners some of the benefits of online videos and, more importantly, uh, which advertisers should be incorporating online videos into their digital marketing mix? You know, I think that all advertisers and marketers have an opportunity to leverage the video platform. I think we know that consumers respond to the sound, sight, and motion that exists in that environment. And I think that those marketers that can invest appropriately to to develop creative that's designed to take advantage of what the online platform is, which is very interactive, that, that there are no limitations for any type of marketer to leverage this. I think it comes back to, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? What messages are you trying to communicate? We have done research over, over the years, and we've taken a look at what type of video are consumers looking for uh, in terms of what type of content are they looking for, where are they going to for that content. And um, I think that, that we're, we're going to continue to see more and more video content av- available, and that provides, obviously, a great platform for the advertisers to you know, in- participate in that experience and get their message uh, across through that method. You know, staying with creative execution for a second, a lot's been uh, uh, talked about in terms of the effectiveness of direct response advertisers when it comes to the video platform versus branding. And uh, where do you come in on that? Well, you know, I think that generally speaking, we've seen that the investment that's taken place online, a disproportionate, disproportionate amount of the dollars have been tied to direct response. But I think a lot of advertisers recognize that this is a terrific platform for them to execute their brand strategy. So, for example, um, one of the things that we did a couple weeks ago was we introduced some new ad units that are designed to provide a new creative platform for the agency community to leverage to deliver a creative brand experience right on the pages of the online uh, content companies that are part of the OPA. And our goal here was really to jumpstart uh, a new renaissance in creative. Because if I were to ask you, name two great creative online spots you've seen in the last three months. Um, you know, most people would say the Apple campaign that's been running recently. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's difficult. So what we were trying to do is to inspire a new level of creative. And by providing the agency community with a greater share of voice through these what are considered larger units, we think that they're going to be able to provide a much more effective experience. That's partly because the advertising community and and advertisers themselves don't know how to do it. They don't know how to engage online. Yeah, I think you make an excellent point, and I think that's part of what we're trying to do here. Um, We're trying to give them a bigger palette to work with, 
And we're also looking at enhancing the interactivity so that they have, the, the creatives have an opportunity to reference back to their great work. So, for example, one of the things that we're including is sharing features and what is known as permalinks. And that permalink will basically be included on the ads that are running on the OPA sites. And our members will be basically uh, uh, archiving that creative so that any time a consumer wants to go back and reference that creative, they can do that. So what we're hoping that we're going to do is inspire the creative community to say, great, I can now go back and reference this and tell my family, go here to look for it, versus if your ads are running on TV, it's easy to say, go check out Desperate Housewives or the, or the Super Bowl, because that's where my creative is running. The amorphous nature of the web has not allowed the creative community to do that. You know, setting aside uh, creative strategy for a second, really when it comes to branding versus direct response, uh, you tell me, Pam, but I would think we're really talking about the heightened interest in ROI and the concern about measurement standards, which really exist in all media channels. And the the struggle that I think advertisers have with being able to come to some agreement on how to measure effective branding, whether that's in traditional channels or online channels. You make an excellent point. I think that we have uh, been so focused on impressions and clicks, and those are great metrics for direct response, but they do not do the traditional branding uh, you know, assets that you're trying to measure uh, justice at all. So that is certainly the other thing that we're trying to do with this with this announcement that we made a couple weeks ago is to look at what are the appropriate metrics. And I think that that the marketers and agency professionals today are starting to capture some of that. Some of it is time spent. Some of it is interactivity with the with the ad. Some of it is action taken. So I think we're making some inroads, but I think we've also got a lot, you know, a lot more work to do against this. But it's going to be critical because to use direct response metrics to measure branding is never going to move us in the direction that we need to go. On the advertising show, Ray Schillens, Brad Forsyth, and out of San Francisco area, Pam Horan, who is president of the Online Publishers Association. More with Pam here in just a moment. Stay with us. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. Hey, meet the swinger, a lot of good stuff to learn here on The Advertising Show today with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth about the Online Publishers Association. And uh, Pam Horan is the uh, OPA president. Pam, welcome back to the show. Good to have you here. Thank you. You know, Facebook, uh, MySpace, they're all very hot properties right now. What, what role, Pam, does social media play with uh, the advertising environment in 2009? Well, you know, I think that it's uh, if, we take a, if we look at the activity that took place in 08, I think there were a great deal of testing that took place. Um, and as we as we move into '09, I just saw a report that Forrester released, and they talked about the fact that um, 75 percent of marketers have invested, have planned to budget uh, less than $100,000 in their social media investment. So we're still looking at a, a very small investment uh, for the platform. I think that there's huge opportunities in the long run. Our members uh, are certainly taking advantage of it because we do believe that we need to connect with the consumer wherever they are rather than simply always bringing them back to, to where we're, uh, where we exist. 
Um, and then our members are also creating communities and, and leveraging that, you know, as a, as a way to, to offer value to their, to their readers. Um, but I think that, that, we, that we still have some work to do in terms of really understanding this as a platform to um, uh, go beyond audience development and branding and, and really think about it also as, as an opportunity to monetize uh, the, uh, the information. As it relates to Facebook, too, as well, Coca-Cola, uh, very successful. Uh, uh, actually, a landing page on Facebook that was not even developed by them, but by a pair of uh, Los Angelinos who love Coca-Cola, and it now has 3.3 million fans on Facebook, Coca-Cola. How about that? Yes, I, I had actually heard that. Smart move on Coke's part, and yeah. you know more. You know you got to be willing to to let go and uh, allow your consumers to to do things like that, Ray. As we've talked about on the show, yeah. the OPA's uh, research, Pam, recently or not recently, a few years ago, I should say, indicated that mobile advertising uh, was heating up, showing over seventy five percent of mobile device owners had web access. Yet mobile still has a long way to go, I would say. Bring us up to date on where we are with mobile and what strategy is yielding the best results for mobile marketing. Yes, I think, I think that each year we, we look and say, is this the year uh, of mobile? Uh, I think that where the economy is today, uh, that certainly has, has put a little bit of a hurdle in front of it in terms of the investment that's being made. Most of our members do have mobile offerings, um, but I think that it still remains kind of in a nascent uh, place. Uh, we, do have, we do have members like ESPN and CNN and um, uh, some of those outlets that have actually had great success with leveraging this platform, but I think that we still have a ways to go in terms of thinking about how to deliver content and ultimately experience that is going to be right for the consumer. But yeah, I think we're all hopeful. I think in the long run, we believe with the number of devices that exist, that this should be, uh, become probably the primary platform in the long run. Yeah, and we have our, our foreign, foreign counterparts uh, around the world to, to look at how they have advanced in the mobile category. Let's get your predictions for 2009 as we wrap up this segment and this complete interview, actually, for, uh, for today's program. Online advertising industry and 2009, do you expect a good year? You know, I think that we're going to see, uh, we'll see a slight growth. It will not be where we had, you know, the run rate that we had experienced, but I do believe, based on the conversation I've been having with our members, that we will see some growth. Pam, uh, we are just, we literally are out of time here. It's a great answer and continued success as your position of OPA president and uh, lots of good things to come. It is, uh, let's give that website again. I don't have that page in front of me. It's, what is it? Uh, Online-publishers.org. Online-publishers.org. Pam, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Glad to have you here. Thanks, Ray and Brad. I really appreciate the time. On The Advertising Show, back with more in just a minute with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. And just another quick thank you to Pam Haran, our very special guest today for this encore presentation of the Advertising Show, president of the Online Publishers Association. I want to say thanks to our friends at Shippel, Ed Shippel and his gang here in the Houston market, do a great job of hosting our website and providing the tools that make this one heck of a marketing machine. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com, uh, Shippel.com. Check it out, okay? Advertising Show is being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. We'll talk to you again real soon. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. 
iwantmedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says iwantmedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit iwantmedia.com.